0: Welcome, 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 everyone, to the Business Chef Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Chef Sean Boucher, and today we have Charles and Shira Crowther who are making a business out of something that maybe not a lot of us would think there's a business to be had in. What am I talking about? Well, I am talking about the business of growing mushrooms, fungus. And they know a thing or two about it. So, without further ado, let's talk a little bit about farming. Let's talk a little bit about sustainability. And let's talk about growing mushrooms and tree logs and how something that sounds like it may not be the easiest thing to do could actually become a very lucrative business.
1: I've been growing all kinds of stuff for the past 40 years. Um, I mean, flowers, fruit trees, blueberries, and about 15 years ago, when I was living in Tennessee, I, um, a person handed me this pamphlet, and it was actually one of Paul Stamets' pamphlets, and on the picture of the front of the little pamphlet was these mushrooms growing on a log. And I was very captivated, and I just went, man, I want to do that. So... So I started chopping down wood, you know, and actually I found some wood that was in a, an old pile. I inoculated the wood and nothing happened. I probably did about a hundred logs and absolutely nothing happened. Then I found out you needed to cut down fresh wood and it <laughs> depended on what kind of wood that you inoculated to. And so I found out all these different facts that weren't out there as I went along in this whole process. Eventually... 15 years later or so, we're, we're now growing shiitakes. I have about five to 6,000 logs. And uh, we sell at the Pepper Place Farmer's Market in Birmingham, Alabama. It's the largest farmer's market in Alabama. But anyways, it was a process to to go through all that and to learn all of that.
0: Oh, I can only imagine. So talk a little bit about the the process that you went through, some of the lessons that you learned, because I'm sure that you learned some very valuable lessons through, through getting into this business and learning what it is that you do now. Um,
1: I, I honestly, it's basic. I mean, and you know, if you, when you start out with something like this, you're going to have a lot of failings. You're going to have a lot of, a lot of things will be experimental, but you just keep pressing on. You, you dig around for more information. You you know you call people that, and talk to people that are familiar with the trade. Uh, my spawn suppliers, I would ask them a lot of questions, and um, you know you just you 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 brush yourself off. You get up and you move on, and then after a while, you you find yourself being successful, you know at at what you're doing.
0: So here's a question for you: Why? shiitakes, of, of all the different varieties of mushrooms out there, why, why choose shiitakes?
1: Well, for shiitakes, it's, um, it's a very reliable mushroom, and um, although beginning out and starting to learn how to grow it is not easy, you know, if you keep with it, you will definitely pass over the learn, the learning curve, and you'll be able to do it. Uh, and especially if you've gardened before you're gonna have um it's gonna be easier for you if you've done gardening and you've grown flowers and vegetables and things like that and like I said, I've been doing it for years, so it was like i you know the little nuances that are involved with growing mushrooms you know you a gardener slash farmer would already know how to look for those nuances moisture you know too much wind on your logs you know where you set your logs i mean there are a lot of little variables that come into play when you're when you're trying to learn how to do this but that's as you press on and do those things it becomes easier
0: so here's a question for you what is the difference between what you're doing and what like a big commercial farm is doing or or like Guys who are making tons of mushrooms.
2: Well, I would say that um, are you? You're talking about commercial grown mushrooms versus a small farm. What's the difference? Um, well, we grow our shiitakes on logs outside in scaffold sunlight. You know, where it, the shiitake grows in the wood, so it, it gets all that nutrition. And then the commercial, the commercial. Um, farms. They grow theirs in uh, sawdust bricks in a greenhouse with um, artificial light. I don't think you're going to get as much nutrition from the mushroom as you would from a log-grown shiitake versus a brick-grown.
0: Well, I'm sure that not only nutritionally but flavor-wise it's probably very different and I'm guessing that you hear that from your customers.
2: Exactly. We hear that from our clients from the farmer's market, and then um, we sell to several restaurants, high-end restaurants in Birmingham, and most of the chefs say that our mushrooms taste so much better than the commercial.
0: So let's switch gears here real quick and just talk a little bit about those who maybe want to get into the artisan farming movement or who have an idea for a product or a business that they they want to get into that world, but they don't know how to get started. Talk about some of the struggles that you've had kind of getting started and staying afloat and, you know, some of your biggest enemies and things of that nature.
1: You know, if you're farming outdoors, you're going to you're going to deal with the weather. You know, uh, I probably my greatest enemy is the deer. <laughs> and um, uh, I've had deer eat 30, 40, 50 pounds of our mushrooms coming in. and um so, I mean, there's stuff like that that you have to deal with. Um, you know, even even what my wife was talking about before, there are benefits of growing commercially, but we've chosen, um, again, there's even benefits of growing outdoors like we do, kind of, you know, our trade and our art, if you will, goes back, to you know, 1,500 to 2,000 years to Japanese and Chinese methods of farming. And so, and it's true, you know most of the chefs that have eaten our mushrooms they they like our mushrooms better because they can taste the difference, but there are definite obstacles um you know with with learning this trade, and um you know, just even too, with the foraging, uh, we actually love the forage; they're actually working on legislation in Alabama mm. right now, and um uh alabamians. <laughs> Haven't really cared about uh, you know they they basically you'd had farmers going out in the woods and gathering chanterelles but now they're putting legislation down so you're going to have to get certified to do the foraging but we just love all that stuff and the people that we that we uh, serve at the farmers market and the chefs that buy from us they want a product that's naturally grown and organic. And, um, you know, wholesome,
0: it's just real food. So talk a little bit about your clientele and who it is that you're buying, uh, who are buying your, your mushrooms and are you growing anything besides shiitakes?
2: Well, we do have a a large, um, clientele, um, and they really like our mushrooms. They want, they want a product that is healthy, that they know is, you know, is organic, doesn't have pesticides. Um, they wanted the, you know, right now we're in a, this big, you know, health, everybody's health conscious and people want to go back to su- sustainable living. You know, they want to grow their own vegetables, you know, they want to make good food. And um, so we try and, you know, we try and give them what they want. Um, we were doing, um eggs for a while or, and we we're feeding our chickens all organic feed, you know, they're free-ranging and people just, they will pay for those eggs, you know, because they know they're putting something good into their body. We also do um, medicinal mushrooms. We have um, reishi mushrooms we do and turkey tail. We make tinctures with those and um, it's very good for your immune system um, fights cold and flu, um, lowers blood pressure, fights cancer, and people are very interested in those two mushrooms
1: right now.
0: But it sounds like the shiitake mushrooms are kind of what's paying the bills and keeping the lights on, right?
1: Well, yeah, shiitake is the main crop. It's a very reliable mushroom to grow. Uh, it's dependable. Um, we have, we've done oysters, too. Uh, we like to do the pink oysters. We do gold oysters. We do the pink in straw. Um, we've done the gold in logs. The gold oysters in logs. Um, I've grown almond portobellos in compost, and those are extremely nutritious. Very one of the uh, best mushrooms you can find for you know to aid in health. Uh, we uh, would forage reishi and. Turkey tail, and like my wife was saying, we make tinctures out of them. It's called a double extract, and you ex- you get the extract from water. The water pulls out certain compounds, and alcohol per- pulls out certain compounds. You mix them together. You have a tincture. We, we sell those, and then um, goodness, um, we would gather chanterelles. The customers love those in June here in Alabama, and then even the black trumpets, that come in around August, and the customers love those too. I mean, sometimes in the winter we get wood bluets. Wood bluets will grow in the compost that I make. Just um, And there's several other mushrooms. Uh, uh, wine caps, I've grown those before. Um, so all kinds of mushrooms.
2: We've done the microgreens.
1: Yeah, we've done microgreens. Um, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, we're just taking a break from that. And yeah, those
2: are very, very popular right now, microgreens. They're real easy to grow. It's like a small, little, tiny, um, what would you
1: call it? It's just a little, it's a a miniature plant of lettuce or radish or cauliflower or, you know, basil. And uh, people, the customers love them and the chefs love
2: them. Yeah, very nutritious.
1: Um, The eggs we actually took a break from, they were, (laughs) it was a lot of work doing the chickens. And um, so we had that, we had organic eggs for like, 3 years but we're just taking a break from that we'll probably do it again but so that's some of the stuff that we w- we produced over the past several years
0: Man you guys have done a lot of stuff <laughs> a lot of stuff in a, in a fairly short period of time So what what does the future look like for you I mean are you uh I don't know what's the next few years look like what's your 5 year plan what's your exit strategy what do you what are you doing to either grow your business or sell it or uh, evolve into something else? What's going on?
1: Well, we're in our 50s, and you know I, I don't look at throwing logs around for, for the next 20 years. What we're trying to do, I've been working on LinkedIn and connecting with people and um, advertising kind of in a way that we would love to consult with people in other countries um, take, for example, in Italy, um, we've, we were back there in 2017 and we have talked to more than several farmers that were ecstatic about learning small scale mushroom production. So we're really trying to get our foot in the door with some of that. Um, we've talked with agriturismos and, um, again, they were more of the people that were ecstatic about learning, uh, small scale mushroom production, uh, and so that's kind of where I would like the business to go as we we move on down the road here. Um, so that's that's one area. And even, even consulting with um, farmers in the states, um, you know, if they really don't care to do it around this area because <laughs> I really don't want to build up the competition in this area, but I wouldn't mind doing it in other states in you know the united states and but really have a burden to go overseas and to talk to people there and to teach them our trade get involved with some organizations like slow food and Woof and agriturismos and stuff like that
0: so here's a question for you um you know as you as you move on to other phases of your business you have dealt with operators you've dealt with Chefs and people in the industry for a while, you know, talk a little bit about the ones that are doing really well and that are doing things right. What is it that they're doing right? Um, and those that maybe aren't doing so hot or aren't quite on top of their game, what are the things or what are the areas that they struggle in? What's what's kind of your advice for those people?
2: Well, talking about the chef, what what they're doing right is. Most of the chefs now are buying from farmers. They're buying all their produce from farmers, supporting your local um, farmers, you know, instead of buying from the big corporations. Uh, We see a lot of that, and we support that. And so our customers, our customer base at the farmer's market as well, they try and buy all their produce from local farmers instead of going to Walmart and getting their produce.
0: So for those of us out there who listen to this podcast and they think, man, I want to know more about what they're doing or I want to get involved or I want to connect with them, what's the best way to do that?
1: You Yeah, you could email us. You could go to my LinkedIn page. You can go to our website. Um, our website is www.grandviewfarmsmushroomsandmore.com.
0: There you go, folks. Support your local farmer. That's kind of the, the theme here is that there are a lot of people out there doing a lot of really cool things and they need our support and they need us to buy their products and allow them to continue to do what it is that they're doing and bringing better quality products to the market, um, etc. Et so thanks for joining us today others for imparting their knowledge, and we look forward to talking to you in the future. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us info at businesschef.org.